When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Tyr. This week's episode on mental health was actually filmed and recorded before the tragic events that happened this week in Uvalde, Texas. We wanted to take a moment to send all of our love and our healing energy to the families and the community that were affected by this senseless act of violence. If you can, please help in whatever way you are able. And let's take a moment to try and increase our respect and our value on human life. Welcome back to Spicier Than Therapy with Twin and Tear, the podcast where we discuss polyamory, ethical non-monogamy, communication, neurodiversity, kink, and all of the things that we think go into making a healthy, loving relationship. Yes, welcome back. This is a brand new week. It's kind of been um, an interesting and difficult week, but this is a brand new week. Today, we're not actually talking about polyamory. We're going to be talking about mental health, a topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts, and also one that we've kind of both been dealing with this past week or so. Yeah, we've both been kind of struggling this week. Um, we've had uh, a lot going on this week. Um we won't obviously get into specifics because this is our private lives, but the short version is that it has been for both of us a sort of raining and pouring kind of week. Um, Tier had some issues at work, had some tough decisions and, and incidents at work. Plus his car decided to just like, you know, show its ass this week. Um, I've been struggling with health stuff for several years recently uh or for several years in general and unfortunately recently they've sort of gotten worse um and i found out this week that while we still don't know exactly what is going on or what is causing the health issues um in the interim until we can get more testing done and sort of pinpoint what's going on I am grounded from doing anything that could get my adrenaline up and therefore get my heart going because we don't know how badly my heart is damaged, um, which is what it seems to be at this point. Yeah, it's just been a very, very rough week in twin and tear land. Um, you know, and everybody goes through this, right? Everybody is going through the ups and downs of life and having to deal with unexpected things that pop up. And before we get too much deeper, I just want to say, you know, if you are dealing with any sort of mental health issues or anything like that, feel free to reach out to any of the resources listed in our show notes, uh, the National Institute for Mental Health, things like that. We are both very, very big advocates of mental and behavioral health for people. And there's been such a stigma around mental health for so long. 
Right, exactly. Um, you know, and, and I just really quickly do want to add that, like, neither of us obviously are medical professionals. We're not trained. We have no, like, nothing we're going to say in any of our mental health episodes should be taken as, like, medical advice because we're not qualified to give it. The best we can do is give you anecdotal advice, you know, what's worked for us, what's worked for people we know, you know, common things that, you know, like society at large knows, you know, but we did want to go ahead and talk about these things anyway, because ultimately this is something a lot of us struggle with, something like what one in four people have some sort of mental health disorder. And uh, so we wanted to help sort of break the stigma around these things by being loud and outspoken. I myself have been for several, several years, many years now. Um, like we should not, there should not be this stigma around mental health that there is. And so that's why we felt it was important for us to talk about it. Yeah. We're big advocates of everybody needs therapy, whether it's, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy or different types of therapy, anyone can benefit from going to therapy with a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Right. And obviously there are, you know, um, situation and economy being what it is right now like obviously mental health care is a bit unfortunately of a luxury for a lot of people that they simply cannot afford and believe me I sympathize with you um if that is the case I was in that situation for a long time and so I completely understand If you are in a situation where it's groceries or therapy, I totally get it. And so my heart goes out to you. And that's part of why we wanted to discuss these things here is, you know, something that Tier and I mentioned or that I mentioned to Tier literally last night was that we've muddled through our lives the best we could with the tools that we forged ourselves to help us survive and live as best we could with what we were dealing with. Unfortunately, those tools um, were not the best. Um, They were not the healthiest tools. And so part of why we wanted to do this, part of why it was so important for me to, for us to do this is because, you know, maybe, maybe somebody out there who can't afford to go to therapy, who can't afford to get help, who doesn't have time to get help, you know, maybe you hear this podcast or you send it to a friend, you know, who needs this help, who understand, who, who needs people who understand that, like, I, I'm right there with you or was, I know where you're at. And, you know, here's my tool chest that I have now. Let me share this with you. And hopefully something that we talk about today or in subsequent episodes will be able to help you. And back when I started going to therapy, probably, what, eight or nine years ago, the only option you had at that time was to actually go into someone's office, right? You actually had to go and meet with them face-to-face and have a weekly or a bi-weekly recurring appointment and pay your copay if you had insurance or pay out of pocket if you didn't. Now, there are so many more resources for people out there to be able to reach out, you know, via telehealth, video visit, text message, things like that. But to Twin's point earlier, you know, we realize it's a luxury. If you don't have insurance, some of these things aren't being covered. 
However, a lot of free services have kind of popped up within the last couple of years, especially once the pandemic was kind of in full swing and people were really having trouble dealing. So I believe that there's now more than ever uh, opportunities out there for people to go out and get mental health. And I know there's still a stigma around it, but I feel like there's been a push just societally lately um, on getting mental proper mental health by a professional and this whole kind of um oh what is the word i'm thinking of it this this entire stance on self-care which you know five ten years ago wasn't a thing nobody actually was talking about self-care or if they were talking about it it was in very kind of small clusters of friend groups or professional groups now there's a much bigger emphasis on self-care in just kind of the regular mainstream cultural zeitgeist. I just wanted to be able to use the term zeitgeist at some point during this podcast. Right, exactly. And I and I am glad that there's so many resources out there and that there is such a big societal push um, to better understand these things. And so, you know, that was why we wanted to talk to you guys about what's been going on with us lately. Because, you know, if you follow us on stuff like TikTok or Instagram or like my OnlyFans or what have you, you probably noticed that we've been a little bit um, ghosty goo uh, lately. So sorry. <laughs> Wait, I know we've been a little quieter than usual and that's because we're struggling a little bit lately. Um, it have been for a couple of weeks really is how, well, by the time this comes out, especially it'll have been a couple of weeks. Um, but we, we haven't forgotten guys, we're still here. We're just taking some time, giving ourselves grace, right? Like that's what we do. That's our thing is remember to have patience and give yourself grace. And so that's what we've been attempting to do lately. And I think the thing that people forget who don't go through um, some of these large scale life changes or who don't have consistent mental health issues that they need assistance on is how exhausting and debilitating some of these things are. It just leaves you with zero energy to want to do anything to get out and, you know, participate in the things in life that actually make you happy and bring you joy. It saps you of all that strength and all that energy. And it's, you know, it's a hard thing to deal with. And at least on our side, most, if not all of these things are events that have happened that are outside of our control. Like there is my silver lining. This is me being the eternal optimist that I am. Most of the times when, you know, large scale stressors or things like that happen in my life, I always take a look at it and be like, is this something that I had control over could I have done something different to avoid this? Is this a learning opportunity? Is this a lesson for me to get better, to improve? The stuff that's been going on in our lives the last couple of weeks, nope, it is all outside of the realm of our control. And I think that's, you know, has been the only little kind of saving grace for me in dealing with all of this is that I know we haven't really had the chance or the opportunity to go and change anything and do something different. So this is just life, right? Life coming at you, life happening to you, and you don't really have any control over it. And I always kind of harken back. I'm a big fan of like stoicism as his twin and stoic concepts. I always kind of harken back to some of those principles, which is like, look, do I have control over this? No. 
then I don't need to stress it. All I do have control over is how I react to this, right? And I say this a lot in a lot of my social media stuff is, you know, you only have control over two things, who you are and what you do. Everything outside of that is beyond your direct sphere of control. It's not outside of your sphere of influence, but you can't control it. So don't sweat it. Just focus on what you can control and how you react to those things. And hopefully they don't hit you as hard as they normally would. Right. Like I got started on stoicism, if you will, through Mark Manson uh, and his book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which is essentially a modern day take on stoicism. Right. Um, I love that book and I fully and wholeheartedly endorse it and recommend it to anybody um, who is kind of struggling because it's just basically the short version is that, you know, just like Tier was saying, if you can't control what's going on, let it the fuck go. Which is something that I've been struggling to do lately because this is, you know, my health. Like we, we are, you know, Tier is the eternal optimist. I am not. I am somebody with my big squishy Pisces heart whose feelings get hurt because I looked at myself wrong in the mirror, you know? <laughs> um, that's just the kind of little monster that I am. But with that said, like, I do hold to, you know, if I can't control it, let it go. Like, let it just don't fuss about it. Don't worry about it. Focus on what I can do. Right. And I stick with that. That's not like 90% of the time now, but here lately with everything piling up, you know, Tier and I were talking about this the other day where it's just felt like it's just like one thing after another. And it's just like, oh my, and, and I know if you're listening, you've probably been there before where you're just like, oh dear God, what next? What now? What else? You know, and that's very much how it's felt. Um, and most of the things that have popped up, it's like, okay, well, you know what? Rock through it. We're fine. It's going to be okay. Deal with it. It's good. But in terms of like my health, that is a lot harder to let go because it's impacting me in other ways. You know, I can't work now. I can't perform my biggest outlet for my energy, for my creative, you know, joie de vivre is not there. I literally physically cannot do it. I have doctor's orders saying I cannot work. I can't perform. And that is, you know, for lack of a better phrase, like that's killing me right now. And it has taken a huge toll on my mental health because I don't have one of my biggest mental health outlets anymore. And so, you know, it, for stuff like that, like it is a lot harder to just like let it go and focus on what I can do. And I'm trying, you know, I'm working on my costuming, I'm refocusing and like, okay, well, I have 15 costumes I'm working on right now. Let's focus on that. I can control that. I can do this. That's fine. It's all well and good. But then to be perfectly honest, there's that layer of like, okay, let me work on this costume that I won't know when I'll get to wear again you know, or that I won't know if I get to wear again, because how bad is the damage to my heart? I don't know yet. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm not stressing. <sighs> and I think the hard part for any sort of creative or performer is that, you know, when some of these life stressors 
actually prohibit you from doing the things that you love, doing the things that you enjoy, and doing the things you know that are your profession. That's a different sort of mental strength and like acuity that it takes to deal with that. Because it's not just like, oh, somebody did this to me, I'm going to let it go and blah, blah, blah. This is life and kind of your own body prohibiting what you can and cannot do. And if it's something like this, like I can't imagine having a health issue that sidelined me from doing the work that I felt called to do. Now with twin, she is a creative theater kid at heart, you know, so this is part of what she does. I mean, she is a show pony. And so, you know, kind of sidelining that even for a small amount of time, which is hopefully what this is, that's very, very impactful. And so we've been talking a lot about stoicism lately and, you know, the things that we can control. And like Twin was telling you how she was introduced to those concepts. Um, I actually was first introduced to the concept of stoicism and the thought processes behind it by reading um, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. So anything by Marcus Aurelius or Epictetus, I was a big fan of. But I wanted to also give a shout out to one of my personal acquaintances. He's the uh, husband of my best friend. And he wrote two really good books, which are available right now on Amazon, uh, The Beginner's Guide to Stoicism and the Five Minute Stoicism Journal. So go look up Matthew Van Nata on Amazon. I, I recommend his books if you are new to the concept of stoicism. They are small. Um, they are easily digestible. It's a good ingress point. And then you can jump into, you know, Seneca and Aurelius and things like that. Yeah, because I mean, you know, all that to say, like stoicism has really helped. And, you know, I'm, I'm going on about how I can't be stoic right now but like stoicism in general really did help my life i'm not even gonna lie it's just a lot harder to be stoic when your heart is failing and i think that's exactly when we find out what we're made of right when we're facing these hardships you know knowing that they're going to kind of sideline the traditional way that we deal with things the way we deal with stress the way that we deal with hardships and the thing that i think i'm most proud of twin about is that even though this has been just devastating for her, she's handled it with grace. Yeah, there have been some moments, but she knows she can dig down and kind of refocus and go in a different direction. And of course, it's nice to have those partner supports. It's nice to have someone or a community of people to support you in those time of need. We are not islands as people. We need community. We need support structure. And anybody that tells you that they can handle all of life on their own and they're just going to deal with it internally and stuff those feelings down. Those aren't the people that are dealing with things in a very healthy way. I used to be one of those people. Oh, I can handle anything. I don't need to rely on anybody for support. I don't need to talk to anybody about my feelings or anything like that. And it caused so much unintentional damage in my life. It was, it was kind of surprising. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm a huge huge fan of um, compartmentalizing my issues and stuff. Um, my therapist uh, back in Memphis, Rachel Jack, I really recommend her. She's incredible. And if she can help me, she can help anybody. The woman that God sent. Um, I remember when I was first working with her, one of the little examples that I gave um, was that, you know, like, Imagine, if you will, a little shoe closet, like a little hallway closet, right? And you have tiny boxes and big boxes and medium boxes. And you have a wide variety and assortment of boxes 
of bullshit that you're dealing with. And my closet was packed full of boxes. <laughs> uh, and I only had bandwidth to pull one box out at a time. And, you know, and then I would like shove the closet closed and hope that the boxes didn't all come tumbling out. Um, she helped me unpack a lot of those boxes. God love her. She's amazing. Um, again, Rachel and Jack, go look her up. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, but with that said, like I unpacked a lot of those boxes and now I'm able to sort of take those apart and look into them and be like, okay, let's dig around in this box and see what's going on and what's affecting me. And, you know, to, to your point a second ago about having, you know, a strong support system and having people that understand you, you know, um, and incidents where I've kind of boiled over case and point being last night, uh, when we were playing the three of us, you know, mini peaks, Tier and I were in the kitchen as we often are, you know, at dinner time, sitting down, having dinner together and playing unstable unicorns. Love that game. Definitely recommend it. It's awesome. It's worse than Uno and you will get mad at each other. And last night, Tier and Mini Peaks, they were playing. We were all having a good time. They were kicking my butt. And I was stuck in this position you know, where I could not do anything. I couldn't play a card no matter what I played. The two of them were right there kicking it back in my face. And I just got like progressively angrier, like way more than is appropriate for that game, right? But like, and it's, and again, I'm like super, anybody who knows me knows I'm super competitive anyway. So, and I hate losing and I'm a brat. Like I, I'm a little princess, okay? I don't like being told no. And so just like round after round after round, I'm getting kicked in the face by these two. And finally, at the end of the game, I'm just like furious. I am so mad that I'm like trying not to cry. That's how pissed off I am, which means there's about to be bloodshed, right? Because I'm a Pisces. And the two of them, they're like, oh, all right, you're like being salty. Okay. You know, and they're kind of like, they're trying to tease me and like get me to ease up a little bit, but I am so in my head. I'm like, damn, you're saying red. Well, fast forward, like a couple of hands, like into the next game and I'm crying and the two of them are going, oh, oh, something is like wrong, wrong. What's going on? And tear, bless his heart stands up to try and like come around and give me a hug or something. And I just like snapped at it. I'd snapped at both of them by this point. Um, Many peaks is a trooper. He was just kind of like, Oh, okay. And kept rolling. Like didn't even let it phase in. And tear, you know, like I said, got up to give me a hug. And I was like, no. And he just goes, Oh, okay. And like sits back down, you know, it's just like, mm, you know, and <laughs> And I'm like crying and they're both going, what is going on? And I'm just going, like all I can verbalize. And, you know, if you've ever been in this situation where you're just like, I'm I'm tearing up thinking about this now, you know, if you've ever been in one of these situations, especially as somebody who is neurodivergent, where you're just so overwhelmed with feelings that you can't word 
you know, like that's how I always put it. Like you can't verbalize what's going on. And so for me last night, I was like, it's other shit. And I knew it was, I had no clue what it was, but I knew there was something else going on. And the second I let that out, the second I was able to say there's other shit going on, they were like, okay. And we just rolled through, we kept going through the game. You know, we were relaxed. The two of them, they were super easy on me for the next game. Let me kind of calm down. And then by the time we finished the next game, I was able to actually stay to say like, yeah, I'm sorry. I blew up at you guys. I didn't mean to. I just kind of boiled over. I was like, it was just one of those situations where, you know, as I told Tier much later that evening uh, and small content warning here, guys, we're getting into some of the heavier stuff, but um, it won't get too bad, I promise. But you know, fast forward to the end of the evening when Tier and I are just kind of sitting down and talking and he's like, what was that? And I was like, oh, you mean when you two were playing the game, you know, as you do, and I couldn't do anything. And what I call my brain gremlins came roaring back where it was like, you can't do anything. You can't do this. You can't do that. This is just like real life. You're not able to blah, 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 blah. And it was and most of the time, y'all, most of the time, I am able to kind of tune out those gremlins, right? I am able to just say, no, nope, fuck you. Because I've had years of CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, where I break down, why am I acting this way? Why am I responding this way? What's going on? What is really happening, right? And I was able to do that as the night progressed, which is why I was able to talk with here about it. But in that moment, it came rushing back so fast and so hard I boiled over. And so, you know, when Tia and I were talking about it later, I'm like, oh, it was just that, you know, the gremlins came roaring back so fast and so hard. I could not function. Like my brain just like short circuited and I ended up snapping at you guys and I didn't mean to, and I'm sorry. And of course I apologize to both mini peaks and Tier, and, you know, they both, were very reassuring and very supportive and very understanding, you know, and I've already talked to many peaks earlier this week or earlier last week about how stressful things have been with us. Just give us a little grace. And he's amazing. He was just like, okay, cool. No problem. I can do that. Easy enough. Love you guys. And so he just kind of let it roll off last night, you know, and Like, that's why it's so important to have a strong support structure and have people who are in your corner and who understand what's going on and why it's also so important to take responsibility for what's going on and how you react, because you never want to be the person that boils over and snaps on people and then fuck you you deserved it or blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm the one that messed up. So I went back and I apologized to both of them. After I understood what was going on, I apologized to them. I explained, here's what happened. Here was my thought process. I'm so, or lack thereof. I'm so sorry. I love you. Thank you for being patient with me and understanding. And that um, was and is a big part of how we navigate mental health here around this house is like when something happens and you screw up take responsibility take ownership for it and you know be graceful with the people because god this is like the first time i think i've ever actually snapped on you now that i think about it 
I think so, actually. And and it's actually really good relationship advice. Anybody that knows me personally knows I'm a big caretaker style personality, right? I'm always looking out for others. I'm always trying to help and fix things. I'm a fixer. And it used to present itself in a very, very unhealthy way, right? The last eight or nine years of therapy have taught me how to be a much healthier, less toxic caretaker. But because this highlights one of those issues for partners um, who are dealing with either mental health issues themselves or having you know, their significant other dealing with a mental health issue or just an acute issue, this is a great lesson. There is a time to help. There is a time to comfort. There is a time to provide support. The kind of intricacies of recognizing when it's time to give your partner their space is equally as important. So the thing with Twin and I, we don't actually argue much. Whenever we are either one of us having a low moment, each of us are right there, right? Providing support, seeing what we can do to help um, the other one get through that or just feel those feelings and kind of live in that moment and move on. But the one thing that I've kind of learned with us is it's equally important to know when it's time to back off, right? Let them feel those feelings, give them the space to kind of feel those things within themselves and gather their thoughts before they talk about it. So I think that was one of the only times where an issue has crept up and we actually talked about it and dealt with it hours later, once Twin had a, a chance to really kind of get her thoughts and her feelings in order enough to be able to kind of verbalize what she was feeling and why. Because a, you know a big point about a lot of these things is that when you're going through an acute issue, you may not know why you're feeling this way. You may not know what is triggering those emotions within yourself. And you're just trying to figure out where those came from and where you go next. Right. And that's why in the moment when I was trying to explain to you guys about like what was happening, you know, you guys, to your credit, as soon as I said there's other shit going on, both of them were like, got it. Okay, cool. You know, because they knew. And without even, you know, questioning it, without pushing me, anything, they were immediately just like, well, no shit, you're alive. Like, obviously, the game isn't pissing you off this much because we're ruthless when we play this game, y'all. Um, but, you know, they, to their credit, both of them were just like, okay, and, and rolled with it. And, you know, I apologized in the moment of like, I'm sorry, I know I'm being weird work with me for a little bit and you guys did so thank you again of course and you know it helps that we were in the middle of game night like we do game night at our house a lot and this is actually a great plug for <laughs> unstable unicorns the game because their motto like if you read the box it's it's build an army betray your friends unicorns are your friends now and this game has caused almost as many good-natured family fights as Mario Kart, oh, yeah. which is saying a lot. Because we, like, look, we have a very uh, loving and respectful and, like, very healthy relationship. Unless we are playing Mario Kart, there is a level of shit talk that happens during Mario Kart that is just ungodly. We actually got banned from a TikTok Live because we were playing each other on Mario Kart and just talking insane amounts of crap to each other so if you want to experience that same sort of competitive shenanigans in a card game uh, i wholly recommend unstable unicorns yeah i'm convinced that like 
our game nights are how we get out our toxicity. <laughs> so all of that to say, you know, I'm, I'm glad we brought this back up to a higher note, you know, but all that does say, you guys, you know, we, we understand um, if you're struggling, we are too. We get it. We're right there with you guys. We understand that, you know, life is hard and, you know, we'll, we'll go in in later episodes on how to cope in healthier ways. Um, this was more, we just wanted to tell you guys, like, you know, this is why we might have been a little quieter lately. If you've noticed that we're a little quieter, this is why. And no, you're not insane. We have been quieter. Um, so just know that, you know, if you're struggling, you're not alone. We're right there with you. We understand. We all are struggling in some way or another. Everybody and their mother is struggling in some way, somehow. Um, so just, you know, make sure that you have a good support team and just know that you're not alone. And find healthy ways to cope and deal with your stress and with those feelings and the emotions and things like that. I mean, obviously, first and foremost, find a mental health provider. Uh, look at any of the resources in the show notes. If you're able to reach out, if you're not financially able to look for some of the free ones or develop that support system, as Twin said, uh, of people who are able to help you kind of get through some of those things on a personal level, but also do what we do, play video games, play board games, get out there and do something that brings you joy. That isn't just sitting and stewing in those feelings. You know, I'm a big fan of going for walks on the beach, you know, long romantic walks on the beach. Luckily, so is twin. So we do beach walks all the time, but I feel like, you know, what she said earlier, getting our angst out via unstable unicorns and exploding kittens is, uh, it's a good, uh, it's a good diversion for those feelings. It works for us because we know how to draw the line there. Not everybody does. Um, I have seen some awful Monopoly games go real sideways. You know, and I just want to take a, a moment to shout out to the people that do play Mario Kart. Like I had done a video on this one before, but I will whole ass judge you as a person based on the character you pick in Mario Kart, because there is a hierarchy to Mario Kart. And, and again, Mario Kart may not be for everybody because it gets intense at our place, but just know I'm judging who you choose to be in Mario Kart. Anyway, I love you. Anyway, so again, back to mental health. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll, again, we will cover coping mechanisms, things that we do, um, how we deal with our mental health, things like that. We'll cover that in, epi in subsequent episodes. You know, if you guys are interested, let us know in the Discord. We'd love to share with you guys in there. We're constantly in there chatting with you all about different things. Uh, so make sure you go hit up that. And definitely, you know, we'll talk about why not being able to perform burlesque is going to do me some damage and what burlesque is and you know we'll we'll get into all kinds of things here soon i just wanted to kind of you know wrap up on a high note i guess so on that note you guys remember as always alongside of us give yourself grace give yourself patience and lots and lots and lots of love uh, be kind to yourself be kind to others and as always my love Go out and do some dope shit. Bye.